This is Yemen News. I'm Alex William. Today we have the pleasure of having Shiran Avraham with us, an Israeli singer and songwriter with Yemeni roots. Shiran has embraced her heritage by having some of her original songs translated into Yemeni Arabic. Her work crosses religious, cultural, and musical divides with the remarkable combination of a fiercely empowered female stance, Afrobeats, zero political agenda, traditional and contemporary Arabic, as well as Western soul and R&B. This has endeared her fans of both Arabic and Jewish origin, as well as throughout the Middle East, Africa, and Europe. She studied at the Ramon School of Music and is now about to release her third album, Jalsa Sanania with Shiran, under the label Batov Records. When a clip of her song Yabanat al-Yemen got posted on Yemen's Got Talent Facebook page, it proved so popular that many Yemeni fans were urging her to come perform in Sana'a. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, let's start from the beginning. Uh, I know your grandmother was Yemeni, and then she took the treacherous journey from Yemen to Israel in the late 40s. What did, you, what did your grandmother or family mem- members tell you about this journey? Um, they told me, uh, my grandmother uh, told me it was a very long and difficult journey, and uh, that they had to walk for days. From uh, her, from their village, uh, their village uh, called uh, Latawila. It's a village near uh, Sana. Um, they needed to go uh, from their village uh, days to get uh, to the board uh, in Adan. Adan is the city from where they flew to Israel. Um, and when they got to Adan. Um, Adan was under the control of the British government in these uh, those years. Uh, they waited in Adan for days um, for the flight to take them to Israel. Um, this this whole all operation is called the Operation Magic Carpet. Uh, this is uh, the name of uh, the this uh, this operation uh, for Jews uh, from. Uh, they were from uh, Yemen. They came to Israel. They did the obligation. Um, uh, my husband, uh, also his grandfather, told me his, his story. I have uh, uh, one song that uh, I got inspired from his story, his journey that he, he did uh, when he was alone. He was like very young, I think like 40 years old. And yeah, so I heard from there, from from my grandmother and from others, uh, all these amazing stories about their life in Yemen. Wow! And when did you start? When did you start singing? Tell me how. Tell me how that happened. So I started singing. I think when I was a young girl, I I always sang. Uh, I remember as a, a young girl. But and I also I was in all kinds of musical ensembles in uh, in high school in the military service and uh, in music school Ramon of course uh, and there I met my husband and he's uh, we work together till now <laughs> he's my uh, musical producer so from there we started to uh, perform with my music 
we built it together, all the, the songs. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I discovered my Yamanite roots. And I started to sing in the Yamanite Arabic language. Right. Mm-hmm. And what kind of music did you grow up sing, uh, listening to? Did you grow up listening to any Arabic music? As a child, I used to listen to uh, the, the pop music of the 90s. I mean, the, all the great singers, all the powerful voice divas. That's uh, that influenced me as a singer, um, but um, in my ha- in my home, my my father used to listen uh, uh, Arabic music. My father is Iraqi, mm-hmm. so uh, I grew up a little bit more uh, with the uh, the Arabic music, less the Yemen music, uh, uh, Egypt. Um, uh, all kind of uh, from the the Arabic world, um, so it's it was. A, I mean, for me, it was a little difficult to connect the Arabic music as a as a child, because all my friends and my all the my surroundings, uh, they listened to modern and pop music of the nineties. So, but at some point when I started to know a little bit more my roots and so I fell in love with the Arabic music again. I, I, I think it's it's and now I combined all the um the music that I was exposed in uh, in my whole life uh from the pop to to the Arabic music and to the R and B music and Motown and I I mixed all all the music I uh, I exposed, I, I got exposed and and brought it to to what I'm doing to my music. Well, I can tell you because I've played it. You know, I played it with some Yemenis without telling them who it was, and they know the they know the 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 tones. They know that it's from uh, you know from somebody Jewish or somebody from Israel. They can tell, and they they but they really like it. Uh, so that's just some of the feedback I've gotten just from getting it out there and just seeing how people react to it. It's been very interesting. You didn't learn to speak Arabic at home, but I understand you translated your songs in kind of Yemeni dialect. Why did you do that? I think. I wanted to speak my grandparents' language. You know, uh, I got closer to to their culture. To this is also my culture, but I but I grew up in but I I was born and my parents born in Israel, so we didn't got all this culture that my grandparents came from. Um, so uh, I felt so right and true. It it felt so right to me uh, to to tell the stories um, and uh, to sing the songs um, with their language. With probably if I if I if my grand my grandmother didn't came to Yam, to Israel, so I probably had some uh, life. Uh, um, I. I born in in Yemen and and I need to know and I will and I speak the language you know yeah, if sure. I wasn't in some uh, life other life you know so um 
so I got closer to the Yemenite culture and when I ex- exposed the Yemenite stories, it's connected to me. Um, and uh, especially when I hear uh, the life that my grandmother had in Yemen. Um, so I think I, I discovered, I rediscovered the whole culture and, and I wanted to explore it. Yeah. What did your grandmother tell you about your life in Yemen? I mean, I know you wrote a song called uh, or Barefoot Girl. What, what's the story behind that song? It's in Hebrew. It's a barefoot girl. Um, <clears throat> I sang it in, in Hebrew. And, the, and at some point in the song, I'm, I'm combined it with the Yemen, uh, Yemen language. Um, so <clears throat> what was uh, behind the song is that my grandmother used to walk uh, from her village to the town where she worked. So she walked uh, in hours through mountains and a long way she did. And all, all the way she did it uh, with no shoes. She mm. was barefoot all the time. Uh, her father was a shoemaker. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gave her shoes that she could, could walk with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it, w- it wasn't comfortable wearing uh, the shoes. shoes she was a regular to 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 walk uh, without so it's it's funny story and so that's why i called it the uh, it was uh, very strong for me and uh, and uh, through the song i i i i am um, i'm telling uh, how she walked away uh, right. as a barefoot um uh, to get to to her work and uh, and that's it yeah that's great but i know you met uh uh ozeri or i don't know how, is that how you pronounce it but an israeli singer songwriter and composer early on and she was kind of like a mentor to you how do you how important do you feel that was in in your journey and development uh ozeri so uh, this is her name. She was, she Ova was an amazing mentor and artist and great musician. Um, she had a, a powerful voice. Um, for me, she was, I think, uh, a big inspiration and and especially a friend. Uh, uh, the story with Ova, it's she she lost her voice in the early. 2000, I think. Um, I performed with her uh, in her shows in the years 2014 to 2016. Those were uh, the last two years of her life. Fortunately, she couldn't, uh, so she couldn't sing uh, mm. because uh, she lost her voice. She had a cancer in her in in her box in their uh, box voice okay, string right. yeah so uh <clears throat> so i i was like her voice in her shows it was 
so powerful for me wow. um, because of this. Uh, I think I will never forget this experience. I, I mean, it was an honor for me and this opportunity was, was given to me. And I thank Auva for that because uh, really it was, it was very, it was amazing. She, she was the best. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's great to hear you speak of her like that because I think it's so important for the, the new, the new generation or the generation now coming to, to respect and honor, you know, those that mentored, mentored them. So I really appreciate, you know, you telling that story. Uh, you know, Yemenis, they love music and they know how to celebrate. You know, the song Benat el Yemen is a traditional celebratory song. It's played in almost every Yemeni wedding. Why did you choose to record that song? Uh, a friend uh, played that song uh, to me, a friend that uh, came from uh, from Yemen. Uh, he did uh, immigration in the... In 2012, something like that, and uh, he knows all the songs. He's he's very you know every song there. Um, and we worked together in my first album, and he and he translated me the songs from Hebrew to uh, Yemeni, and um, and he played Yabanat uh, Yaman once, so. Me and uh, Ron, my husband, uh, thought it would it would be amazing to to record it, to play it in shows, but uh, in a different uh, version. Um, to take it to our our music, to combine it with the with all the with the the modern producing and the, with the beat with something uh, with the music that we are doing yeah um and and it's very uh different from the version from the from the the original version if you heard it yes uh, and in this uh, in this album jalsa uh, sanan uh we did a closer version to to the to the original version, we yeah, did it only with the one inst. We we did it with the the traditional instruments. Um, so uh, I have two versions of this song: one in uh, electric, uh, more electric producing, and one with the, uh, an acoustic version. Yeah. Well, in the I know Yemenis like it. I mean, in the perfect world, at least in a situation that it was possible, would you would you want to would you want to visit Yemen? Wow, I, it's my dream. Uh, you know, a lot of Arab uh, Yemen people uh, contact me, you know, by social media, uh, and they want me to come to Yemen. And yeah. they share their stories with me about their life in Yemen. Um, and and I think uh, my my dream, my big dream, is to come and to my origin, to my uh, my grandmother country, um, and to perform there and to to meet 
people and to feel and to smell and uh, to live uh, uh, their the culture, the Yemen culture. Well, let me ask you just one more question. What, what's, or two more questions. What's the message that you've received from a fan, you know, whether it's in Yemen, that's kind of impacted you the most? Is there anything that they've shared with you that's had an impact on you? Um, <clears throat> they share with me, um, us- usually they share uh, some, some, of, some of them. Uh, I think their stories about the life they had to escape from Yemen uh, because of the war and they and they don't feel safe in their own country. Uh, so I, 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 I connect with some uh, Yemen in, in uh, UK and some in the uh, uh, United States and uh, and um, they tell me about their fear, uh, and uh, I think it's it's very sad for me to hear it. It's very sad situation um, because it's very it's poor it's very poorest um, country. Um, so. I think this is one of the, the things they, they share with me. Um, they share that they, they love my music and this has made me very happy because, uh, because this is what I want to do. I want to make music that, uh, that everyone will enjoy it. Um, and, if, and if I can connect people that without music, I... I it, it's it's my way to connect them, uh, so it's amazing for me. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what would you say is your message to Yemenis around the world, especially those in Yemen? Um, what do you feel would your message be to them? Um, <clears throat> I think my message will be that I hope everything, first I hope everything gets better soon. And and I wish to come and perform in Yemen and make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and to get uh, to a lot of people, um, not just in Yemen, all over the world. I think it it will be amazing to 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 meet some people um, through music. I don't think I will ever uh, meet them. Uh, and, um, yeah, and this is, uh, this is what, what I want to say. This is, uh, this is my dream. This is, uh, well, I know a lot of the Yemenis appreciate your, they appreciate the music, but they also appreciate your zero political agenda and just how your music's, you know, it's crossing religious and cultural and musical divides. So I just, you know, I just wanted to tell you that from what I'm hearing from Yemenis and how they're hearing your music. So thank you for thank you for coming on this podcast and sharing a little bit with us. Yeah, thank you very much. It was very honor, and uh, I'm very happy um, to to do that. And uh, I hope to to see you sometimes in Yemen. Ahlan wa sahlan, ahlan wa sahlan, ahlan wa sahlan, inshallah.
Inshallah. Thank you, Shira. Thank you very much. You know, hearing Shiran tell the story of her grandmother walking for hours barefoot over the mountains, I think this is still the story of many Yemeni girls from the rural villages. Whether they are going out to collect water or gather firewood or herd the family's goats, this image of the barefoot Yemeni girl is still a relevant reality for many girls in the rural areas of Yemen. Shiran told us that she found it difficult to connect with Arabic music as a child while her peers were listening to the modern pop music of the 90s. It's encouraging to see artists like Shiran and Ruba, who we heard from in the last episode, reaching back to their roots as they develop and how this is allowing them to produce material that is richer and I think it touches something deeper. We've heard from both of these women about the power of music to connect with people and cross divides. Yet in a traditional society like Yemen, an artist and their message can lose relevancy very quickly if they disconnect from their roots. Yemenis both inside and outside of Yemen who want to be an influence for positive change in their society can give their messages a unique relevancy and power by staying connected to their roots. I also want to point out that building a healthy society requires not only crossing religious and cultural divides, but also generational divides. So whether it's taking the time to really listen to a grandparent or finding another way to reach back and learn the stories of where we came from, let's remember that this is as much a part of staying relevant as following what's trending on our social media accounts. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. I'm Alex Williams, and this is Yemen News. 